Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Here's a subject most all of us tend to put off, and that's comprehensive planning for retirement. So how many years do you and your spouse have left until you plan to retire? What is the size of your retirement portfolio today? How much do you estimate you will need to retire comfortably and in style and when you and your spouse decide to do so and when you pass away how do you plan to distribute your remaining assets whatever you answered uh, or whatever your current age there is no time like now to begin planning for retirement and chartered retirement planning counselor roger allen friedman is here to help Roger has prepared a special report titled The Beneficiary Minefield, 19 Retirement Mistakes You Must Avoid. And this special report is a must-read for every one of you with an IRA or other type of retirement account. And Roger's special report is chock full of information to consider before you retire, mistakes to avoid before you make them. Read it, study it, and become educated on this crucial topic for a carefree retirement future. You can order Roger Friedman's extremely helpful report online at rogeronretirement.com slash shop. That's R-O-D-G-E-R on retirement.com slash shop. Check it out today. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And I'd like to begin this week's program with a question for you. How is your health? Well, perhaps you recently had your annual physical exam and your doctor told you that everything is fine. The problem is you really don't feel that great. What's missing? Is something keeping you from feeling a a feeling of vibrant health and well-being along with high energy and a routinely positive outlook on life? Has reliance on conventional medicine and recommendations from your health care provider Left you, uh, left you feeling less than 100% okay? Well, if so, my guest today, holistic health pioneer Dr. Catherine Kelly, is here with some startling good news, and that is your soul, your true inner essence, is the essential hub of all aspects of your health and well-being, and by understanding and healing the soul, you and I can over, uh, overcome health problems that sometimes aren't effectively treated by conventional medication and methods. And uh, here's a shocking revelation. According to research, over 81% of medical patients say they wish their health care providers would address spiritual aspects as part of treatment, but less than 10% of physicians do. And Dr. Kelly is on a mission to alter that through a holistic healing system she calls her soul health model, which she's here to talk about today. And Catherine Kelly, Ph.D., M.S.P.H., is a pioneer of holistic and spiritual health 
teaching her soul health model throughout the country. She's a clinical health psychologist with over 25 years of direct client experience, and her mission is both to help clients to heal and to provide tools for their soul's evolution. And she's author of the groundbreaking book, Soul Health, Aligning with Spirit for Radiant Living. And hello, Dr. Kelly. It's indeed an honor and a privilege to have you with us here today. Thank you, Roy. It's great to be here, and I'm so glad to be able to have the opportunity to be on your show. Well, this may sound a bit rudimentary, but I've always been confused on this. Can you give us a good definition of the human soul, and what is the soul's primary function, and how does a person's soul differ from his or her spirit? I always get those two confused. I will do my best, and I do try to keep it pretty simple in the book because I know that, uh, as I explained in the book, there's lots of um, deliberation on is there a soul, what you call it, how you identify it, all those kinds of things. (laughs) And so it does get a little confusing. But, you know, to me, this, the very the most basic definition that I use in the book is that the soul is the unique essence of who we are. So what I mean by that is that each one of us has a soul, but each one of us is extremely unique from one another. Yeah, and true. so as you started the show, conventional medicine does not work to, to fit everybody into one box. And so I have developed this model to help people understand that at a very deep level, we all do need something very unique in order to balance out our lives, create a radiant sense of living for each and every one of us. And so, you know, at at that basic level, the soul is the essence of who we are, whereas to me, spirit is the connection we have with source. Oh, okay. And different people call different things. So source is... uh, for some, it's source. For some people, it's God. To some people, it's universe. But it's it's that basically, to me, the spirit is the connection, that, that energetic okay. connection we have with the source. Yeah, it's, uh, all of us uh, who are re- have religious backgrounds, of course, believe it's so essential to have that connection that... Uh, However great the soul is, if you're not connected with a higher power, you're somewhat limited. In, in, Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Roy, the other challenge, you know, with modern healthcare, I'm going to jump in with this one, is that, you know, if you think back to most Native healing techniques yeah. and, and healers, they yeah. were spiritual before they did physical healing. That's very true. And in our basic modern society now, like, um, like you mentioned, that, you know, only 10% or less, of healthcare providers ever even mutter the word spirituality or soul, let alone address it. So we are kind of backwards in the way that health is seen in our society. Yeah, I think as you point out, it's so true that uh, our modern conventional health system treats the symptoms rather than uh, trying to get to the essence and uh, look at overall soul healing (laughs) or healing of the whole body and soul and mind and everything together. Exactly constantly battling and then it's always just concentrating on the physical and then you like I said on the symptoms rather than the the real essence of the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that's you know, I, I when I used to teach at a medical school as a professor in medical school and you know, basically we were taught to teach the residents that they basically had about six minutes within the exam room to attend to their patient concerns. Now, how in the world does anything get attended to in six minutes, let alone spirituality? And so, what, Beulah the buzzer goes off after six minutes? Pretty <laughs> Sorry, much. I don't have any more time. <laughs> pretty much. And so, you know, it is, it's just devastating, and it's it's very sad that, um, 
you know, the soul has been left out of so much of life these days. Yeah. Well, what's the human soul's role in healing our body, mind, and spirit? And how do we align with this, align with this inner ally to create optimal health? How do we go about doing that? Well, number one, we have to start listening to ourselves. You know, most of us, and I would be willing to bet 99.9% of us, have these deep stirrings that we need to be doing something or, gosh, we really need to be moving more, we need to be eating more healthily, or we need to be getting out and being with people that are uh, life-giving or, you know, all of these different things, but we ignore that voice. Yeah, I like how you put it on your website. Each discomfort of the soul alerts us that something is amiss. It's yeah. our soul's it's attempt aligned. to warn us. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, I, I don't think it takes very long for people to raise their hand when I say, you know, who in the room um, can identify at some point when they have, you know, had a gut reaction to something and they didn't follow it and then their life fell apart. Yeah, that's for sure. And so well, that inner voice that we need to start listening to, and yeah. really that's what this model that I've created is all about, is to help people kind of create a roadmap for how to listen, but then also start to listen and realize that everything does align in our lives yeah. for that radiant living if we listen. Yeah, let's talk about your soul healing model. Uh, on the book's cover, you picture the human essence as a tree with yeah. the tower uh, and branches pictured as uh, the lower branches are pictured as uplifted hands. Please explain what this illustration is intended to represent. Yes, and I, I, my graphics person just nailed it when I explained what I wanted. So, so you know, everybody can relate to the whole idea of the tree of life, and yeah. I love trees as it is. So I wanted to use this model for something that was easily related to. The ten branches of the human condition are something that every single one of the seven and a half billion people on this planet have to work through in order to feel grounded, to feel radiant, to feel whole. And so the, those ten branches, oftentimes in healthcare, in fact, I would say most often in healthcare, the only branch that is ever looked at is really the physical branch. Yeah, As you true. said, we treat symptoms, but we don't really treat the whole yeah. person. And so this visual of this tree that is a very holistic tree being held by those hands that you described, which really come up from the trunk, it, it's basically that's the illustration of the soul, that if we were to reach down deep down inside of ourselves, we would actually listen and know what we needed, but oftentimes we're not taught to listen. Yeah, and so, so it's that true. soul health that if we you know, reach deep down within ourselves and start to follow what those stirrings are, we are more likely to re- lead a much more radiant and balanced and whole life. Well, that's for sure. Well, can you tell us a few of what these, uh, maybe you can tell us all ten of these, and one obviously is physical, but uh, what are some of these other branches of, uh, of the tree, that, uh, the aspects that... Uh, Yes, I'll tell you a very quick story about this. Um, way back in grad school, I was um, I, I worked for the Student Health Promotion Department of the university that I was going to at the time. And that's when I first came in contact with wellness models. Nice. And what was really interesting is that at the same time that I was learning wellness as doing this job, I was also learning sickness as <laughs> learning how to treat people. Yeah. And what was fascinating and wonderful for me and very synchronistic for me is that I realized that, you know, we're treating sickness in most cases rather than health. That's so true. And so these wellness models really only had five or six components to them. And those five or six components usually included physical, psychological, social, environmental, and intellectual forms of health. 
Now, a later model did add spiritual health. So really, the only other models that are out there have six components. But what I realized in doing psychotherapy was that there were four more elements of the human condition that are talked about very often, but that really aren't identified in most of the wellness models. And so those are interpersonal. And what I mean by interpersonal versus social is that we we have warm bodies in our lives. We have social connections in our lives. But really that interpersonal branch highlights the types of connections that we have with them. So it it goes more in depth with do we have healthy connections? Do we have deep connections? Do we, you know, what kind of connection do we actually have? Yeah, surface or. Which is probably 99% of psychotherapy anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But then the other three uh, branches that are minimally noted in other wellness models are financial health. Yeah, that's so essential if you're worried about where your next. uh, meal is going to come from. Obviously, you can't work too much on uh, these other aspects. Absolutely. And so that one popped out immediately for me. Sexual health, and again, when when we have sexual concerns in our lives, that is very distracting to the rest of our health as well. That's true, too. And then, you know, last and certainly not least, is no other wellness model talks about recreational health. Amen. And boy, what are we what are we like if we don't have enough fun or leisure in our lives? Yeah, that's true. I like the way on this uh, intellectual you expanded that to also include occupational, because yeah. so often people are in careers that they don't admire and they uh, aren't challenging intellectually, and it, uh, that can really pull you down. I know I've had jobs I hated that really ruined the rest of my whole life. I mean, it was foolish in oh. hindsight that I let that happen, but. Uh, well, but, you know, and that's one of the parts of evolution. We have to live and learn a lot of times to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, let's say that you're fully okay and fully satisfied with, say, eight or ten aspects of your life. Maybe your interpersonal skills aren't that great and you're at a dead end in your career. Uh, can your your soul still be happy even though a couple of the aspects of your life are lacking or missing? <laughs> well, in, in my world and in what I try to teach people is that our soul's most natural state is that of joy. And so yeah. even in those challenging moments, we can look at the world through joyful eyes, maybe not happy eyes because that's, that's a different experience, but joyful eyes because as long as we know that we're here to learn and grow and evolve beyond our discomfort – then we usually can open up to experiencing whatever we need to experience with that lack of interpersonal skill or that lack of occupational health and and take that forward with what I call conscious evolution. Because as long as we know that we are here to evolve beyond our old stuff that doesn't work, then we actually have a different energy about it. We don't get as mired in the victimhood of something. We actually look forward to to trying to figure out how to rework the tree so that we can bring it back to that full life. Well, here's an interesting, uh, we all know that a vibrant soul has a positive impact on physical health, but let's be realistic, dread diseases like cancer, ALS, other awful things can strike even the most otherwise healthy individual. And the question is, is it possible to remain soul healthy even while you're suffering from horrendous or maybe even a terminal disease? And if so, how do you do that? Yeah, I think, number one, it all depends on if that person understands that there are things to learn from their experiences. Oh, I see. Because I'll tell you, one thing, when I worked in, in when I was in graduate school, one of the places that I worked was actually a uh, HIV and AIDS counseling and testing center. Oh, wow. 
And it was really helpful for me to uh, learn their perspective because what happened often was that as soon as they were diagnosed, they kind of got real with themselves and turned the rest of their lives around to the point Uh, where they did develop better relationships and they did look at their lives much more um, gratefully. And so, you know, and I've I've known many people with cancer um, who basically said, you know what, I am not going to let this break my spirit. I'm yeah. going to live my life to the fullest. Yeah, I've I have heard so life. many poignant examples of yeah. uh, people that are terminal or not that they thought they were perhaps terminal and lived the best years of their lives during that period when they didn't think they had too much longer to, you know, they gave so much to others and they... Uh, Really enjoyed every day that they had, as long Absolutely. as you know they were active and could still feel relatively well enough to participate in things. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's say a listener is 47 years old, or maybe 56. Is there still room for growth and evolution in the latter stages of middle age, or do we just have to be content with who we are today, even if we're not all that content with it? (laughs) Well, my philosophy on life, Roy, is that as long as we're living and breathing, we have the opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah. And so, and I, I jokingly say that I hope I'm, I'm learning something all the way up to my last breath, even if it means learning how to die gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, I think it's that that's what evolution is about. You know, yeah. we don't evolve unless we are trying to consciously move forward. Well, I love the way you point out that the uh, soul's natural tendency is to grow and evolve unimpeded throughout life. And I guess, you know, us believers would say after life as well. But, uh, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, our bodies may stop evolving <laughs> or maybe even they're declining, but uh, there's no reason that we can't continue to grow or uh, evolve in, in our souls. And I love that uh, concept of conscious evolution that you talk about. But how do we get started to, to do conscious evolution? You know, how do I consciously evolve? You know, and, and I jokingly say, again, my, I, I use a lot of humor with my clients in my workshops. Yeah. Um, the, the whole idea is that evolution is a slow process. You know, that nice. first fish that flopped on the land didn't didn't stick. You know, he flopped <laughs> back into water. So it's that whole idea that we have to consciously decide what it is that we want to evolve beyond, which we are, as far as we know, the only species on this planet who can do that. Yeah. But we have to consciously decide, gosh, I really want to outgrow this old pattern. I really want to outgrow this, um, uh, you know, difficult thing in my life. We have to decide that we're going to do it, and then we either need to set upon it or we need to find some help in order to do that. Which It's amazing how many people want to change, but they don't really have a a destination in mind, and they don't have <laughs> even start of a road map to get there. They, yeah, yeah, well, when my uncle dies, rich uncle dies, or whatever, then you know, I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's really why it happens. They still don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's really really why I created this model is to create a blueprint for people because you know, as you and I know, in modern healthcare right now, you know, we we're really kind of on our own. Yeah. And the whole point is that this this model is there to help empower people and help um, create that blueprint or um, um, kind of roadmap in order to yeah. start pinpointing what it is that's not working so well and to move beyond that. Yeah, that's so crucial. That so many people have this feeling that they're not really that happy or uh, joyful in their lives that they don't know why not and this model is so great that you look at each of these 10 aspects and determine just what it is that uh, is holding you back from your from 
vibrant health, as you call it, and then you uh, take steps to address that because you don't identify it, you're not going to be able to uh, improve on it. Well, let's talk about your highly acclaimed book, Soul Health, Aligning with Spirit for Radiant Living. How is uh, your book, Soul Health, different from all the other health and healing books on the shelves today? Well, I think first and foremost, it does offer that blueprint. You know, once you look at this model and you understand it, you really, you know, you get it. It, You just, I have one client who has um, taped this up in her laundry room. Every day when she goes down to fold laundry for her five or ten minutes, she looks at this to see, okay, what branch do I need to work on today? Yeah. So it's a very user-friendly model. And then I think the other core part of that is really delving in deeper to that soul level. You know, this book really is about delving in deeper and realizing that that conscious evolution is there to help our souls evolve. Yeah. Well, your uh, soul health model certainly makes sense intellectually, but does your book offer uh, practical advice on steps we can take to achieve it, and does it get into the nuts and bolts of uh, how we can uh, obtain that soul health? Every chapter, every chapter. What I've done in the book is created it somewhat like a workbook so that people can do exercises. There are questionnaires, and basically each branch of the the tree that I offer does have a separate chapter to delve in more uniquely with each, each branch. And each chapter has a questionnaire about that particular branch, and then it has um, several exercises that, whether they're writing exercises, whether they're just kind of meditative exercises, so that you can delve in a little bit deeper to figure out what it is you need or don't need within that branch to help make your life more radiant. Well, that's my kind of book. If you don't, uh, you know, you can read all this theory you want, but unless you have a practical exercises to do. I'm not talking about, obviously, uh, novels, but any, any right. practical self-help book needs those uh, exercises so that people don't just sit there and read. They actually get involved in the new exercises. Well, where best should we go to preview and purchase your book? Where's the best place to do that? Well, you can also go, always go straight to my website, which is www.drkatherintkelly.com. And you that's can, D-R. You don't spell out doctor, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Um, or you can also just type in Soul Health Model, and it'll take you straight to my w- website as well. Oh, that's great. Um, Amazon.com, of course, has the book, and also uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Yeah, so okay. really, you've got easy access to it. It does come in ebook form, although I have to admit, I'm one of those people who writes in the, the margins and dog ears things because <laughs> I like to work my way through stuff. So Yeah, I, I, I much prefer the old-fashioned old yeah. physical <laughs> copy. Paper. Well, to, to include a lot of middle-aged folks like you and me, are uh, illness and injury free technically and yet something's missing maybe it's been missing for years we can't seem to pull ourselves together for vibrant health and a uh, feeling of that or uh, of contentment and uh, positive outlook on the rest of our days and dr katherine kelly's soul health model makes a lot of sense are you tired of uh, taking the same old prescription medications for blood pressure and supplements that uh, claim they'll you know with limited positive results uh, which i pour in all these supplements every day i don't know how much good they're doing and if so i highly recommend you preview and purchase her book and visit her website dr katherine 
drkelly.com. And best of success, Dr. Kelly. I, I certainly enjoyed talking to you, and uh, let's get that message out. We need more uh, soul healing and less uh, <laughs> opioids and other prescription I medications agree. floating around. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> and best of uh, luck to all of you out there to overcome your lack of real soul health. Well, on recent programs, our guests have suggested steps you and I can take to remain young, energetic, and positively engaged in life. Well, guess what? Today we're going to change directions 180 degrees and talk about surprising everyday things you and I do that age us faster. My next guest explains there are many decisions you and I make without thinking that can lead us to grow old in the worst possible way. And you protest, growing old fast is the last thing in the world I want. But never fear, my guest, Marie Nodig, is here to suggest conscious decisions you can make and steps you can take to counter pain and illness and grow old gracefully. And some more good news, Marie assures us there are so many tools you can use to support healing in mind, body, and spirit. And best news of all, sometimes these tools can get you to the point of not needing much medicine or health supplements at all. And Marie Nodig, in her own words, had a rough start as a child with many emotional and physical challenges. But she left home before she finished high school, but following marriage and birth of three children, she went back and got her GED, then went on to community college in exercise science. And while in school, she suffered a long thoracic nerve damage from a surgical procedure, and this seeming tragedy changed her whole direction of life. And as so often happens, what seemed to be a tragedy turned into an amazing journey of self-healing and self-discovery, and now has her own healing arts practice in Bedford, New Hampshire, and is writing her Body Within Healing series of books and creating workshops and online courses that will be available soon. And today we'll talk about the recently published first book in the series, The Missing Piece to Health and Aging Gracefully. And hello, Marie Nodigan. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, let's begin with the negative. Can you please give us a few of the many decisions we make without thinking that can lead us to grow old in the worst possible way? <laughs> what are <those>? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lack of sleep. Uh, That's a good one for sure. Lack of sleep is a really good one, not taking time for yourself every day to self-assess your body, to know if anything's wrong. I mean, we're on such a treadmill of life, we don't really take time to take inventory to see where are we at and where do we want to be in our future. Yes, that's so true. Then you yeah. mentioned things like the shoes we wear, the quality of the living room couch we sit on, and oh, the yeah, that's a big we one. lay down on. How do those things affect our longevity well, or quality? Well, if your back is off and you sit on a couch that doesn't have good support, you can't get up, you're, you're struggling when you get up, now yeah, your posture, true. your balance is off, all kinds of things, and it's a cumulative trauma over time. Oh, so if you yeah. don't, ha- yeah, every day you do this. you're less willing to get up, too, if it's hard. So <laughs> I, to keep your you know, seat, uh, seated. <laughs> there's been so many people that I treat with back injuries that they go home and they sit on that couch, and it's not oh, healing. Yeah. Their back injury is not healing. So that injury yeah, is okay. going to take you into your aging if yeah. you're not making the necessary adjust- adjustments in your surroundings. So it is yeah. a big deal. People don't think of it as a big deal, but it's a huge deal. Yeah. 
Well, okay, let's talk about the positive side. What type of shoes, well, I guess you already answered that. The type of shoes you wear and the couch you sit on and the type of mattress, I guess they should be something that helps you align uh, straightly or uh, how would you put that? It all has to do with what you're looking for in general to make sure that at some point during the day that your body is realigned. So if you're somebody who has a professional job and you wear heels all day long, at the end yeah. of the day you need to stretch, you need to bring your body back to balance, maybe do some yoga and bring all the muscles and tendons back where they're supposed to be because you've overstretched them all day. Otherwise, yeah. you do most of your healing when you're sleeping. So all those shortened muscles are what you're healing. Yeah, You're not bringing them back to balance so your body can that, heal everything That's why correctly. adequate sleep is so important, as you point Very out. Very important. So many of us neglect that. I mean, well, I have I, a friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Go you go. No, go ahead. I have a friend who's a chiropractor, and she came in with back strain, and she'd huh. been out in the garden. And the first thing yeah. I asked her were, I bet you you wear your worst shoes out in the garden. <laughs> and she says, I do. I said, but you're working the hardest. You're lifting the most. You're you're twisting and turning the most with your ankles and you have the most beat-up shoes on. <laughs> Boy, isn't that a good point. Well, the title of your first book in your series is Missing Peace to Health and Aging Gracefully. And we'll talk more about the book later. But for now, please tell us what is this missing piece and where can we find or restore it? That's us. It's us being more present in who we are daily. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you, but it would be us. It includes yeah. all of us, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that's you, absolutely. Well, again, to begin effective healing and aging gracefully, you tell us we need to know when our bodies are out of sync or balance. And obviously we're well aware when we suffer from a debilitating illness or a painful injury, but what signs should we look for that can tell us that uh, our body is out of sync, perhaps simply from the stress of everyday living. What, what do we look for that tell us that? I, I so the first key is to knowing what you feel like in balance. Yeah. So you have to know what your body feels like healthy. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people have no idea. They just think they feel good. Yeah. But when they start doing things to correct their body, they realize they never felt good at all. They just Boy, were getting by. Well, the body is very good at adapting. It's yeah. it, The body will survive anything and put you, I call it the new norm. So whenever you stress your body, it finds a new norm to survive at. And then that new norm is what you think feels good. Yeah. So the key is to know what feels good when your body's aligned, when your nutrition's sound, when your stress levels are down, yeah. when you've got a good night's sleep. So then when you're off, you'll know that your body's under stress. Boy, that's an excellent example. So many of us for years may be deprived of sleep or we don't get the mm -hmm. exercise we need and we don't watch our posture. And, <laughs> and so we don't really know. We've forgotten long long ago what it's you do like forget to feel good. Your body is so good at adapting that all of a sudden, and what happens is as we age, it runs out of adaptation, and that's when you end up where you're falling and you, your body yeah. won't correct it because there's no more ways to adapt. You've recalculated yeah, so many times. That's such a good point. Well, stepping back a bit, what do you mean by the term the body within? What is this entity called the body within? We all have a stronger sense of who we are. Some people call it your soul. You know, it depends on where you're coming from, but it, it's the part of you that knows you better than you know yourself. I think you call it the true essence somewhere in the book also. It's, it's who we are. I mean, yeah. we always know when we're doing something wrong, 
but we kind of blow it off. But that piece of you is your knowledge. And if you can start embracing that, it totally changes your life because you start seeing all these things around you that you didn't yeah. know were depleting you. Yeah, I like how you put it, the part of us that knows us better than we know ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. It nags us all the time. Well, now that we have a definition, can you please tell us some of the wonderful things our body within can do for us? I know you had a lot of suggestions in your book on that. Um, it can alert you to when you're not well. It can alert you to when you're going to hit a car in front of you and you're not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways that your body within can talk to you. For me, I I help my clients really get in touch because then they know the things that are depleting them on a daily basis. They just have a sense where all of a sudden they'll be doing something and they realize, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that's before they weren't paying attention. Behavior when I see yeah, it. <laughs> it makes you much more aware of those things so you can't deny them, so you can start yeah. to pull yourself back and find balance. Yeah. And it's gotten it can get so strong that I have clients now that can self assess their own injuries. I have young Ooh. athletes that can wow. self assess and they can work on their own tissue, they can yeah. realign their own bodies because the body that's knows cool. how to correct itself that we just have lost touch with allowing the body to correct what it yeah. knows. Yeah, it's pretty well, cool. It's, well, here's a potential dilemma. What if your physician or qualified medical professional prescribes a medicine or treatment, but your body within tells you it's not for you? Should you ignore or overrule your doctor's advice? What do you do then? You do research first, and you find out why the doctor's saying what he's saying. Oh, okay. Because sometimes is it our body within that's overruling it, or we just don't like what we're hearing? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> so you like have the, to do your homework first. Like the doctor foremost. tells me I need my right arm uh, amputated, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, you need the to do the homework. The body may say, may agree with that, but uh, I But then all of a sudden like you realize that. the gangrene that's in your arm is going to kill you if you don't cut it off, so <laughs> yeah. the doctor's right. <laughs> Well, can a physician or alternative medical practitioner prescribe healing for you? And if not, who does your healing depend upon? <laughs> I think I know the answer to that. But... Uh, that would be you. That would be you. <laughs> the, the alternative practitioner, again, and this is one of the things that upsets me the most of where we've gone with medicine, yeah. that they're doing the same things as the doctors. They're picking your body mm -hmm. apart, and the supplements <laughs> are literally treating organs by symptom and treating, you know, they're not taking the whole body perspective anymore. They're just throwing a bunch of supplements for a bunch of different illnesses yeah. that they're finding in different blood work. So it's no different than the Western medicine model yeah, in a yeah. lot of ways. <laughs> That's a good so point. It can, yeah, it's so confusing the, whole the body. The folks aren't always much. the big heroes then. <laughs> it's, they can be yeah. equally as the Western medicine can be your answer, but you have yeah. to be more present to know which one is right for you at the That's right time. That's a good point. That's a great point. Well, for most commonly diagnosed illnesses or injuries, is there one standard combination of medication or methods of treatment that fits all sufferers, or is it unique for each person? How does that work? It's unique for each person. I it see. really is. Because say you go to the doctor and he wants to put you on statin. Again, you have to sit with yourself and ask, if I made the necessary adjustments in my lifestyle and my diet, and do I even really understand the depth of going on those statins, what my behaviors are that caused it? Yeah. You know, some people have no choice. It's a family history. You know, their their cholesterol levels are up. But some people have a lot of choice. 
You know, that happened to me a few years ago. My doctor tried to put me on statins, and I've heard enough about statins. I didn't want to get on them, so I changed it. You made different choices. (laughs) No, I I did something else you tell us not to do, and I did take some supplements. But uh, let's turn to that issue of health supplements. Uh, I know we Americans spend billions of dollars each year on supplements, myself included, but you tell us that supplements may be confusing our bodies, making us lazy, and stopping our bodies from doing what they were created to do. Can you give us a couple of examples of common supplements uh, that may do our bodies more harm than good? What are some? Um, a lot of people take digestive enzymes to digest their food. Oh, my but if <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> but if you take broccoli, your body will make enzymes itself to digest the broccoli. The more you eat it, the more enzymes you'll make. You take the enzymes, your body's not going to make the enzymes. I like how so, you say that magnesium supplements that to act as a relaxant, and folks taking it may have trouble getting up off the couch. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. <laughs> so you're undermining the one thing you're trying to do is make yourself healthier. Yeah. Well, uh, in your book, you promise to present ways of listening to our bodies so that along with healthy diet and exercise, we can do a better job than supplements without wasting big bucks while ruining our health. So please tell us what are some good ways to listen to our bodies and and what is a substitute for Well, I guess basically it's food, but uh, how do we substitute for those supplements? Well, first, I don't believe that all supplements are bad, just like I don't believe that all medicine's bad. No, I believe you have to take into account where you're at and what you need. Yeah. And I believe supplements should should supply the body with nutrition to make the changes that it needs to make. I don't believe yeah. supplements should change and alter the body in any way. And that's where yeah. it's getting a little out of hand. Yeah. So it's a matter of just understanding that piece. Things you can do, the number one thing I tell people that they need to start doing to help themselves is to take quiet time at bed, before bed, every night to just take about 20 minutes to either lie on the floor with quiet music, to lie in their bed, and just start doing some deep breathing and start stretching their body and getting to know their body. Well, that's a great idea. As long as you can keep from falling asleep, <laughs> you make it so relaxed. <laughs> you fall asleep on that. But then you, well, then it's more get about just getting to know. Is your right leg tighter than your left leg? Do your yeah. hips stretch? Is, well, is one shoulder, you know what I mean? Just to start yeah. learning and do some basic stretching. I yeah. mean, that's the key. The minute you start doing that, your body within starts to wake up because now all of a sudden you're being present. Yeah. And you're, you're actually saying, hey, I'm here. Check yeah. me out. That's so important. Well, let's talk a bit about your book, The Body Within Healing Series, The Missing Piece to Health and Aging Gracefully, Volume 1. And in launching your Body Within Healing Series, what is your mission? What is the Volume 1 in the series all about? Volume 1 is it's a whole bunch of case studies that I've done oh. over time of experiences I've had either with my clients or with myself in life. Yeah. And it gives you different life experiences and different ways to look at them because healing comes from the more it comes from seeing more in each situation because we have a belief there's only one way to do everything yeah, so the, the more you can see a situation from say 20 angles versus one angle you're going to find more answers yeah well, so there i give was you one, a, there was one primary message you'd like a reader to take away from volume one what would that message be i guess you were just going into it there yeah, just the more possibilities that they ever knew existed. 
That's the biggest thing because everybody thinks there's only one way to do everything and there's just so many ways. Like I have a um, community website that I started and there's a resource page on there. And just the resources alone are all the healing modalities that I know of that I've come across with in the last 15 years. And if you have back pain, you go on there, there's probably 20 different ways to attack your back pain versus one. What is that website? It's bodywithinhealing.net. Oh, I see. So that's where somebody should go to get a hold of all that information. And uh, when do you anticipate Volume 2 will come out, and how will the listener keep abreast of the progress on that? Um, I have a website, marienotig.com, M-A-R-I-E-K-N-O-E-T-I-G.com, and I have all my information on there. I'm hoping this fall... It's going to be the key to creating a stronger, younger, healthier you, and it's going to be more about self-assessing your health and wellness and more about creating your own programs to help yourself, more about nutrition, stress relief, all the different things that you can do and take more of a mind-body approach to helping yourself versus just... That's great. So you have two outstanding uh, websites we can go to, Body Within... uh, What's that first one again? Body Within... Body Within uh, Healing.net. Healing.net, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, and that one I just really wanted to be more interactive for people to help people. That's my goal. So oh, if you find a way to help yourself that you didn't know, you put it on there, someone else can read it and learn from oh, it. That's, that's a great idea, wonderful thing. Well, in, regard, uh, in regards to your uh, medical intuitive practice, do you uh, counsel folks over the phone or the Internet or they need to travel to New Hampshire to, for a face-to-face meeting? How does that work? No, I do um, phone sessions as well. Oh, um, right now I haven't been doing too many. My practice has been closed for a while. I but see. I do, I mean, if anybody's interested, they can always email on my website, marienotig.com, and yeah. see see what can happen through that. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, uh, in conclusion, my guest, Marie Notig, uh, through her The Body Within series, takes you and me on a journey of self-discovery. And, and as stated on her book's back cover, and she mentioned it here today, there's no right or wrong in medicine. And it's also abundantly clear as uh, concerns health and aging that one size does not fit all and that our own body within is the best judge of how well we are. And the bottom line, you and I simply must assume the role of senior partner in deciding upon the uh, precise combination of medication and treatment that works best for us, and that may be no medication for that matter. (laughs) And, of course, this does not mean we should ignore the advice of healthcare professionals because only a fool would do that, but it does mean that following professional advice um, based uh, upon messages from our body within, you and I must reserve the final decision to ourselves. And one thing for certain, navigating to a cure is much easier when we're routinely aware of our where our healing comes from and uh, really have a clear indication of how healthy we are. And also self-awareness and positive intention both play a major role in keeping ourselves strong and healthy as we age. And thank you so much, Marie Nodic, for joining us today. And best of success in sale of your current Volume 1, The Missing Piece to Health and Aging Gracefully, and Volume 2 when it becomes available. Thank you. And now let's all go all go out and shop for that perfect pair of shoes, a family room couch, <laughs> and a bedroom mattress that will keep us in balance. It's Bye-bye all about now. aging gracefully. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marie, for joining us on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. 
Thank you. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 